It's time for Done Being Single with your hosts, Trevor and Robbie Scharf. If you're dating the same type over and over again, making the same mistakes and not finding love, then you're not done being single. What you need is some tough love dating intervention, Trevor and Robbie style. Whether you're new to dating or have been dating forever, we've got you covered. Now, here are your hosts, Trevor and Robbie Sharp. <laughs> okay. Wow. We are. You gotta be ready for anything. We else. are ready. In the what? podcast. Oh my God! Look at that. Okay. What do I bend over okay. and? Wait, we did this earlier. Okay. okay. Very good. No, we're not gonna have to go through that again. I hope. Where's that glove been? Okay. No glove, no we, love, babe. All right. Well, we are in a new. Yeah. We age. interrupt this regularly scheduled. Interrupt us. Funny coitus, dating us. relationship podcast. To bring you a funny dating <laughs> internet podcast. On, yeah, right. To bring you the latest from the front lines. From the front lines, from the bunker. From the trenches. Of but the, you know what? I gotta take. We this gotta off. take us off. We're done. Uh, All right. That's from the, the true, seriously the trenches of yeah, dating in the time of coronavirus. I, I think that we have to uh, have some levity amongst the seriousness because. This is as serious a subject as any of us have ever encountered. Yeah. I it's mean, weird. I'm hearing it's since creepy. Like World War II, it's World War Twilight I days. Zone. It's um, much different than 9 11. Yeah. It's affecting everybody on a much different scale. It's eerie. It is eerie. It's spooky. But you know what? There, oh, sorry. There are, that's the clap. <laughs> that's also spooky and eerie. <laughs> There's a positive side. There's an upside. There is. There's a silver lining. Okay. We're going to talk about that right uh, now. Well, let's very good. come on, man. We need good news. We uh, need it. I am give fine me with something, that. Give me something, something to be happy about. I think what we have to be happy about is we have no choice. There is no alternative to what we are going through except accepting of it and how we are going to deal with it. And that means as individuals, as couples, as singles, people dating, people still wanting to date, people being alone. If you are alone right now, it's got to be one of the loneliest times because yeah. you really must feel alone. Right? And yes. I, it I, cannot be easy. And if you're a shut-in to begin with, then you are right. really shut-in. Right. So we all have to deal with this, and it crosses over every potential parameter. Nobody is immune from what we are going through, and that's a very unique thing that's happening right now. Mm -hmm. doesn't matter your party affiliation, how wealthy, how poor. Right. It has no boundaries. I feel terrible for homeless people that are, I mean, I, it's really a very sad time right now, and uh, so we all have to deal with it as good as we can. You made a good point about feeling alone, and single people and how this is affecting single people. I mean, even though the isolation is, it's difficult. Even for me, it feels, and I'm kind of used to being alone. I grew up an only child and I was single for a super long time. So I sort of, I'm kind of equipped for this moment, but still it is, it is, what's the word? There's a discomfort in feeling like that you cannot have human contact that you can't interact. 
it's a, it's a very strange Isolation. feeling. I, I, I feel for single people right now. Okay, so how are single people going to get through this more than couples? How, how are they going to be dealing with this? Okay, I feel like this could be a great moment um, for self-reflection and to hit the reset button for single people. Okay. Okay, go with me on this, all I'm right? I'm with you. Just to spe specifically online dating. I think people will continue to date online and they will continue to use dating apps and that shouldn't change. I mean, right? Mm -hmm. I think, though, this is a moment to hit the pause button. Okay. This might be a moment, a good moment, a good opportunity to take a time out and to reassess what, how you're dating, who you're dating, why um, are you dating? and why you're dating. It's not altogether a bad thing, as I see it. So this could bring out emotions of extra hunger in being alone and needing somebody, or it can bring out possibly feelings of independence and wanting to show yourself who you are, who you can be. Right. And be a stronger person so you can go out in the world and actually meet someone either virtually or IRL. Yeah. So what tips do we have for people under these circumstances? Okay, I just want to I want to go back to the um, the the aloneness Don't part do of that. it. No, I, I I need to address that. Okay. Because this is a really important thing. I made a point of talking about this in a blog post that I just posted or an article I just wrote about getting comfortable in your own skin. Uh, being comfortable being alone. And that's an issue for single people. Most people do not like being alone. They just cannot be alone with themselves. And I really see this as a moment to kind of work that muscle, to build that resistance, if you will, to get comfortable in being uncomfortable. This is a moment to kind of, mm, I would say, build those skills, those self-sufficiency and independent skills. If you haven't already, because that's, uh, that's ultimately how you're going to survive as a single person. Because you may be single a really long time. You may be alone for a really long time. So it's really incumbent upon you to, to build those skills, right? To have those mm -hmm. tools and to have that infrastructure in place so that, time, so that you can weather challenges like now. So you can get through times like now where you are forced to be alone and, and super single. You're not only forced to be alone, but you are almost prohibited now from visiting your aging parents. It's become a double whammy in that you want to help, but you can't go out there and be assisting those that do need help sometimes. And that puts an added yeah, burden, well, I think, dealing, on, yeah. on first responders and healthcare professionals sure. and all that. Well, and we're also so dealing with that too. With we that, are absolutely dealing with it you know, on a daily basis. Mom. Yes. Okay. You have like a knee-jerk reaction. I did Every touch time a we thing. say that, you hit that. I you didn't. Hit that sound I, effect. It's not now. Or that one. Okay. The point we are making here, mm. single people, is that it, this is a moment. If you look at it, and you can look at it as a, you know, an opportunity, not as something that is. Uh, I mean, yes, it's going to be hard for a while, but so is being single. So how? Let's go. So let's talk about how to get through it. Okay. Okay. 
So you can continue to date online, and we recommend that you do. Sure. Right, because life will go on, and at some point, this will pass. The difference is now. Be, and you will be free to move about the country. The difference is now is that you, where we are always recommending people meet quickly, yes. we have to pull back from that. Because people are not going to be meeting right. so in real need, life so, so we need quickly. So we need a plan B. So we came up with a couple of plan Bs. And we think that instead of taking it offline and meeting quickly, keep it online, but now go to a video chat. Go to Skype. Yes. Go to Zoom. Go to a, a chat room and communicate with them and see them and vibe off of them. Right. And see if there's a virtual chemistry through the visual sure. medium sure. of video chat. I think that's a great idea. It's an easy fix for times like this where you can't get out of the house, but you can still meet and get to know people and have some little interaction. And I think that will have to suffice until we are comfortable to actually see each other in person. Yes, and you know why I really love it? Because you can't touch each other. Okay. You, that is... Also right, you can't safe. It just which is something that me and um, our guest Sandy Weiner totally believes in that the slowing down of it can only help. We're big fans of taking things slow. I agree. Unless civilization is ending as we know it, then we need to procreate as fast as possible. What's okay. wrong with that? No, don't go there. Oh, God, I'm man. already too anxious as it is. Don't please. Okay. All right. Well, well, I'm sure there's a lot of that going on right now. There could be. I mean, we are hearing about the sequestration of everybody, of couples, that nine months from now, there right. could be a birth of coronials, they're calling them. The flip That's side, of course, is that the couples that are also spending time together, there could be a huge divorce rate increase. We're not hoping that's going to happen for anybody either. So That's funny. All right. Let's go to a break. And then Alrighty. we're going to bring on a couple of very oh, important guests. Oh, I just guests. was getting started on Good, and that's why I'm, I'm glad I'm stopping you. Okay. Because once you get started, mm-hmm. once you get started, what did that? Uh, Shaka Khan. That's very good. Okay. Shaka Khan. All right. So we're going to go to our first break, and we'll be right back with Dr. Andre Berger and Sandy Weiner. Okay. So just because the times call for some expertise and some substantial we need guidance professional guidance yes uh, we, we we, we're it. bringing on we're bringing in the pros starting with dr andre berger and i'm going to read his bio dr andre berger has more than 40 years of experience in the medical field with specific experience in clinical and medical management pharmacology nutraceuticals emergency medicine cosmetic surgery cosmetic medicine anti-aging medicine holistic medicine and regenerative medicine he's been board certified by the american board of emergency medicine for 20 years and is a diplomat where's your mask no it's i get <laughs> it's i'm just <clears throat> had to clear my throat yeah it doesn't mean <laughs> shut up okay i'll clear uh, your throat okay He's a diplomat of the American Board of Anti-Aging and Regenerative Medicine and the American Board of Holistic Medicine. Dr. Andre Berger, he's also a returning champ to Dunbean Single. Um, he was on our episode about uh, makeovers and becoming, uh, getting yourself date ready. 
Great. And he had great information about how to look good and feel good. And now we're bringing Andre on to talk about something a little bit more serious than anti-aging and Dr. Berger, surgery. Andre, how are you? Ever better. Thank you. Okay, good. <laughs> How's business? <laughs> a little slow. Okay. Um, you know, Beverly Hills, you know, is right up front with, you know, uh, all of many of the other uh, cities across this, uh, the country. And last night at midnight, they passed an ordinance um, that uh, basically suspends all elective medical procedures. So I've had to cancel all my surgeries. And um, with the exception of Botox, though, right? I thought that was well, we'll emergency it. Botox. So, yeah. So um, but it's quiet. Patients, you know, are, are, are doing the right thing. They're canceling. I'm moving a lot of what I do to telemedicine. You know, my consultations are you know, on FaceTime, on Skype, Excellent. et cetera, um, trying to convert people to that. A lot of my patients are already used to having telephonic FaceTime, uh, Skype consultations or follow-ups, et cetera. So, you know, we've been doing this for many years and we're going to kind of ramp that up even further because of the coronavirus situation. So uh, as a medical professional, you're up with the latest you are you might not be on the front lines of it but you are definitely um aware and informed and according to you as a medical as a doctor where are we in this whole thing uh, well in the united states um this is a very early on you know we, we we know a lot about this because we've had a lot of experience over many months starting with china and now the addition of other countries so there are some facts, and let's just stick to facts, not to speculation or, you know, kind of a guess, a guessing work. The facts are that we can expect, you know, a significant number of our population to contract this COVID-19 virus. Now, about 80% of those people, and we're now talking in probably in the millions, but 80% of those people will probably not have any symptoms at all or very mild symptoms. And those are, for the most part, younger people. They're adolescents, children, and younger adults. When it gets a little dicey and where that 20% is you know, more inclusive of are older folks, primarily folks over 60, certainly over 70, so the geriatric population, as well as anybody who's got any kind of health issue that could compromise their immune system. Aging in and of itself is one of those. But then there are a whole host of other chronic conditions like diabetes, like hypertension, um, patients who have other congestive heart failure, other immune deficiencies, smokers are at high risk, alcohol uh, drinkers are at high risk. Oh, no. So there's a whole list of conditions. So if you have, oh, you know, one or more, and we call that uh, pre-existing conditions, comorbidities, we call them, you know, you really need to take this very seriously. But what's more important, even that, is for all those other people, the 80% who are the carriers primarily and the transmitters to stay away from those that are most vulnerable and at risk. Okay. Uh, so... I guess that's the is the question is who is a transmitter? How do we know we are transmitters if we don't? Don't know. 
uh, and there's a rub. And that's why we don't really know exactly how big this is, is now and how big it's going to go until we have adequate, robust testing. So we don't know what the numerator is. We don't know, um, you know, we know the denominator, but we don't know the numerator because we haven't tested enough people. So we, we don't know what the death rate is, for example. It's not accurate because we haven't tested enough people. But what we do know is uh, we know what we can do to prevent transmission. So first thing is uh, this virus is transmitted through droplets that are emitted through our respiratory system. That's either through our mouth or our nose. And this can be emitted via saliva, okay, via contact, our hands or fingers to our face, via sneezing, via coughing, via talking when and, 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 and spitting as you're talking without even knowing it. Now, these droplets can travel. So, you know, you've got to be careful. And this is why social distancing has become, you know, the most important concept. And this has to do with dating, obviously. So social distancing here is critical from the point of view of transmission to protect yourself and to protect all those who are you know, potentially vulnerable, social distancing is the key. Now, over and above social distancing, we get into the issues of hygiene, of antiseptic conditions. So that's where the hand washing, 20 seconds of frequent hand washing with soap and warm water, you know, as much as possible. Certainly after you touch anything, such as a plastic surface, a metal surface, cardboard, I mean, just anything, hand washing. Secondly, do not, to the extent humanly possible, touch your face, especially if you've had any contact with another person less than 10 feet, and also if you've had any surface contact. But in general, good idea, don't touch your face. Third, you can use antiseptics such as, you know, alcohol or alcohol-based products or other products that are antiseptic. You want to use those that are FDA approved. They're all marked on the on, on the label that's on, on the container. Um, but those are very effective, maybe not quite as effective as hand washing, but they're very effective in uh, killing the virus. So again, it's this compulsive change of behavior. Before we, you know, we didn't wash our hands 20 times a day. Right. We didn't put Purell <clears throat> on our, ourselves or other or alcohol. And we we're touching our faces constantly. And, you know, we're touching other people constantly. That's the social change that has to occur now in order to prevent the number of cases from becoming really high. And therefore, the number of sick people, people that are going to need hospitalization for overburdening the capacity we have as a country to take care of them. You will estimate that about somewhere between 15 and 19% of all patients who get the virus will require hospitalization. So you just do the math. Not, this is not rocket yeah. science. Very simple mm -hmm. mathematics, and it's not based on just high in the sky. This is pulling the data from the experience we have by other countries. Right. So we know the information. <clears throat> That's why we have to take it upon ourselves. We have personal responsibility.
not just to protect ourselves, but to protect our loved ones and our potential loved ones, if you're just trying to get to know somebody, from, you know, transmission, uh, knowing what uh, the potential consequences of that would be. I want to go full conspiracy theory right now and ask Dr. Berger, is there something that you know that you <clears throat> medical professionals know that the government isn't telling us? Well, it depends what you mean by the government. So, you know, I think the, the experts that are advising the government, okay, Dr. Fauci, for example, is a good spokesperson. You hear him all over the news. I consider what he says to be correct. I am not uh, really interested in what others are telling me because they're not necessarily based on fact. They're based on, you know, other uh, considerations. So if you want to really understand what, what is true and what isn't, I would follow the CDC guidelines and uh, medical experts. That, that's who you need to talk to, not politicians, right. okay, mm -hmm. not bureaucrats. Say it, do it. You know? Wrong. I alone can fix it. All right. So that being said, uh, are you saying that I now have to call my wife for phone sex instead of actually having it with her? Is that? I'm wearing gloves, baby. Well, that depends. Can so, I take my gloves off? I feel safe now with the dog. Yes. Yeah. Well, don't worry about it. I'm not worried about it. Not an issue. I'm okay. not going to worry about it yet. Can we? So if you're not living with right. your wife, your wife is living somewhere at a distance from you. Yeah. Not yet. No. Okay. Andre, we're going to go to our second break right now. Are we ready? Be before you ask another question. And okay, okay. It okay. 12 okay. minutes. Okay. And then we will bring Sandy on, who's been waiting patiently. So we'll be right back. Where are you going? Okay, right back. Okay, great. So now we're going to bring on our other expert, dating expert, Sandy Weiner, who is the founder of Last First Date and the woman of value.com. Sandy is devoted to helping women over 40 achieve healthy, toe-curling, epic love. An internationally and internationally known TEDx speaker, love and empowerment coach, author, and retreat leader, Sandy specializes in helping women communicate effectively, set clear boundaries in relationships, and honor themselves first. She believes a woman of value attracts her best partner and lives her best life. Welcome back. Hello, Another Sandy. returning champion. Sandy, Happy how are you? Yes. All right, so you've been listening to all this. Sandy, oh boy. tell us. Well, <laughs> you guys have pretty much said everything already, so thanks a lot for that. <laughs> uh, <laughs> now, I, you know, before all these, the isolation and everything, I was writing about this because just even without knowing everything we know today, I saw this as a plus. Like Travis said, we really need to slow down the process of dating. We have become such a hookup culture with people ghosting and not really caring about the connections they make, especially in online dating. And I think this is a great opportunity for us to value the social connection, like the doctor said, and to, you know, really spend time understanding who a person is and creating intimacy, true intimacy, not just sexual touch. And I think when you take that off the table, you're forced to talk to find out if a person has the values that, that are important to you, to even take time to revise your online dating profile, to think about like even putting things on your social calendar that you may not have. I think a lot of people just get very kind of laissez-faire with their whole dating process. And 
rely only on one form of dating. And this is a great way to just take that step back and take a pause. I had a, a, a FaceTime date the other day and it was really good because I never want to meet this guy. <laughs> it, was, <laughs> it was a great way. We saved time. We saved, you know, money. I mean, I think we're going to be, be able to pocket a lot of cash. So I just, <laughs> I was opening up my profiles as we were talking and I got a, a message from someone and I want to ask you if I should answer this guy. <laughs> okay. He writes, good morning, beautiful. Right oh, how are you doing? Nice how open. was your night? You're a very beautiful profile. And I really like everything about you. What's your name? <laughs> See connection. I'm telling you. <laughs> no kidding. But yeah. Was that your first okay. interaction? Yeah. Okay. Red yeah, flag. What are you going to say? My name is in my profile. Oh, no. Oh, no. It's, it's kind of generic. That's what I was thinking a little bit. Uh, you know, right? it's a total scam. But anyway, we can, we can have real connections at this time. When's the wedding? And, yeah, I, I think soon, but we have okay. to wait. Wait, was he, was he a, a widower uh, living in Kuwait <laughs> and, and in, the, in the military? Because those are the, the people that friend me all the time. We're off this call because I think, you know, I'd like to know more about Brian. But anyway, <laughs> I think that um, online dating is good to keep online. And we should really make use of these chat sure. features like you were talking. And I think also this one other element that I think would really um, be beneficial at this time is, is that if there are people who live a little further away than you would be comfortable going to, this is a good time to see if it's worth a connection um, because I think a lot of amazing connections happen with people who live pretty far away. Mm -hmm. And so this is, if you're already doing video chatting, why not chat with somebody? Who uh, I agree. Hours away I, cost the, cost the I put a call into a, a close friend of mine's mother who lives in an assisted living facility down in Newport Beach. And I haven't talked to her for about you know, a year maybe. And uh, it was just so wonderful just to connect with her and, and talk with her and tell her I love her and I'm thinking about her and all this. And, and uh, I just felt really good about it. And I'm kind of seeking out other parents of friends that we can reach out to and just let them know that we're here for them in, in ways. And I think that's uh, an important way to touch people. I'm curious, Sandy, is this um, a more popular form of connection than I think that I'm, I had thought of video you know, chatting, video dating, teledating. This is something that goes on way more than we know. So I think, you know, before all this happened, I was a big fan like you of meeting as soon as possible. And I think there there is nothing that takes the place of an actual face-to-face -face meeting. But with the coronavirus, I think there's been a, a huge uptick in in video dating. And mm -hmm. it's the next best thing to meeting. So I think, yes, I mean, you get a sense of a person, how savvy they are with holding their camera. So you don't just look up to their, look up their nose, you know. Um, you do have to get some etiquette. Maybe we'll do a whole webinar on how to properly do video dating. Um, I, I wanted to also say, I read, I read a statistic, I think today, that Tinder dating in Ireland has become much less of a hookup um, kind of dating culture. It's become much more serious because of the coronavirus. So I'm sure that's going to happen across the board. 
I think there's also uh, an ability now for friends just to, as friends, just to get on a video chat and talk and communicate and share. And this is like the new virtual cocktail party that we can all have separately, but together, which I think would be really beneficial for all of us just to kind of reach out and make sure that we're all doing well during this time. And I'm having a uh, happy hour. FaceTime with Are a friend you? tonight. Yes, we're going to yes. pour ourselves a glass of wine. Can I be part of it? Yes. All right. Yes. Great. So that's a good point. And I think that when you do video dating, actually go on a date. You know, bring the wine, get dressed up. Do yes. It, do it up so that you're treating it like a date and make it fun. Uh, years ago, I was working in a sleepaway camp in the summers in New Hampshire. And I was still meeting men online, and we were doing Skype dating at the time. And it was a great way to know if, when I got home if I actually wanted to meet these people. So okay, so that being said, though, yeah. sorry, Sandy, there's nothing that can replace meeting somebody in real life. You can mm-hmm. Skype them, you can video chat them, and have chemistry. And then when you finally meet, it could be all for naught. You may have experienced that as well. Uh, I have in the past, not even from chatting first, but just from communicating and then realizing this person sounds wonderful. I can't wait to meet her. And then we meet in real life and it's like, whoa, nothing there at all. That risk still exists when you are, you can't go overboard and get so enamored with somebody via the video chat so that it clouds your ability to really have some separation when you finally do meet and realize, okay, I may have gone overboard here. Yeah, I think video chatting, though, over the phone, you know, so I I had an experience with phone and email back when I first started dating after my divorce, and it was a disaster in person, but I had fallen in love with this guy. I mean, I had pictured this this entire person that didn't even exist in real life, and so that was when I said, okay, meet as fast as possible. Don't even have a phone call sometimes, you know, just get in front of a person. But we're in a different place. So I think video chatting is the next best thing, but there is still a risk of I'm going to meet that person. Sandy, how many text exchanges should you have before you take it off text and onto video chat, do you think? As fast as you want? Or like, is it the same applies in in real life? Like two or three exchanges and then boom, you you go on video chat. Do you think that's about the right amount? I believe in a step after the few texts to go to phone. And if you have a connection on the phone, then you go to video because texting sucks. I mean, it does, I am with you, yes. it's yeah. the worst. So Dr. Berger, let's think forward a little bit. Let's you know move, move ahead and assume that you know everything is gonna be fine and we're gonna get back to normal and dating will resume normalcy. How do you date again? How do you touch people? How do you touch, hug, kiss, be intimate without fear? Well, uh, you can't. Uh, That's a simple answer. You just can't. And the reason you can't is because of what I said earlier, transmission. So what's most important for human beings is social connection. That's very important. Social connection is actually one of the, you know, pillars of, of health. So we know studies have shown that, you know, social connection is going to influence how a person is going to uh, be in in terms of their health status. And it also is key to emotional health. So look, uh, there's certain things that we just have to get used to in this 
transition period. And we don't know how long this is going to be. It's estimated that the peak, this thing will peak based on other countries and what they've seen, peak in about 45 days. That's a peak. And then it'll have to go down the other side of the decline. So we're looking at something that's two to three months in duration. Oh, man. That's scary. Yeah, at least. But that's yes. the facts. Okay. So people have to get ready to understand they have to do social connection, but not touching. They have to keep at least six to 10 feet away from others to avoid the risk of transmission. Great. Yeah, I'm going to so. take my gloves off because I feel safe around you guys. I think okay. we're all... Right. Well, you are in my office, yeah. so you got to be careful. There, okay. Don't touch okay. too many things here. Question for the doctor. In lieu of fillers and Botox and touch-ups, do you have any hot tips that women, men and women, can do right now to get themselves camera ready for video dating? Yeah. Makeup is very good. Probably the best. Make sure your hair is nice. Look, um, Your hair is lovely, by the way, Andre. I just 90% of our communication is through body language. You don't get body language in a text. But you can get some body language in a video that's that's live. That's not like a recording, but it's an interactive video. That, but you're not going to get the correct impression if you're only looking at the face. No. You have to get back and while you're talking, let watch their body, see, see what they're doing, see if you know some of their behavior, their actions, are not exactly in sync with their words. I mean, it, it, and it, that can be extremely effective. So if you do that before you go to meet them in person, the chances are extremely high, not 100 percent, extremely high that it's not going to be different when you meet them in person. Now, that doesn't account for things like odor, okay, and other things that you may not like. But in general, most of what we kind of experience in understanding each other has nothing to do with the words that we say on an emotional level. It's all about the body language. True. In many <clears throat> cases, it's a blink instinctual response. Now, you asked the question about attractiveness. What can you do to look more attractive on a video. The best way of doing that is to create a form of deceit. I'm being honest. Okay. okay. Because attractiveness is based on certain things that are built into our DNA that in a very, you know, blink moment, we instinctually and subliminally appreciate. We're not thinking it through. And that's why I said, look, there are things you should do. You know, if you're a guy, you know, make sure your hair is neat, shave, definitely brush your teeth so they're white, smiling, okay? Don't dress like a slob or something nice, presentable. So what does that tell, tell the other person? It tells the other person that, you know what, if nothing else, they're really concerned about their own appearance and they also want others to perceive them in a certain way. Just on a very basic level, that's huge. That, that really starts it off on the right track. Mm -hmm. So I would say, and for ladies, it's very similar, you know. It's all about hair, if necessary, makeup. You know, it's the way you dress. Right. It's a smile. Mm -hmm. If you want to mm -hmm. have a conversation, don't be dour. Have a smile on your face because 
instinctually and subliminally, that tells you something. Or when we talk to others, especially in dating, is we're looking for signs of ill health or less than an optimal mate for procreation purposes. That's built into our DNA. So anything you can do to present yourself in that way will definitely seriously increase your chances. That can be done. I mean, a incredible amount of that can be done just with a video chat and then can be confirmed. So let's call the video chat pregame. Right. And then the date is game. Right. All right. We're going to go to our third break right now. Okay. But one more point is that make sure that where you are doing your video chat, you have an attractive background. Like I see Sandy's got a yes, lovely yes. room there. Andre, you're, you're in your office. Uh, I am in my studio here Which that is kind of messy up. a little bit so that's important too you don't want to be in front of messy clothes on a bed with your cat or, and or the, and an unmade bed an unmade bed uh. or in a bathroom with towels all over so yes something to think about all right we're going to go to our last break and okay. we will be right back okay great question for sandy in this new normal this new dating normal this new reality and as we get ourselves back up to speed you know in the dating world when you do finally meet are you going to be asking that it gets to that point in date three, four, five, and on. Are you going to have to ask for test results? Are you going to have to say, just like kind of STD, you know, can we get tested together or let me see your results? Is that what we're coming to? Probably. I, you know, I hadn't even thought about it because we haven't gotten that far, but... Uh, Andre's shaking his getting, We're getting a wag finger. Is that a no? <laughs> That's a no. no. test results. So I just want to make sure everybody understands what a test result means. It means at that moment in time, that singular moment in time, when you have that test taken, you're either positive or negative. It doesn't mean that in a few hours from that point or the next day, it won't be different. Correct. So honestly, it can be extremely misleading Okay. to take somebody's negative test and interpret that to be, oh, right. safe, wonderful. Okay, so Sandy, we could make this, turn this into sort of a, a date in itself to go get tested. Wow. Is that what a sort of a new, I mean, yeah, probably together, not. get I mean, tested think, together? Yeah, no. that's not a good idea. No. Well, you, I don't know, but how do you do it, Sandy? How how are we supposed to, let, 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 Andre's going crazy, but Sandy, what do you think? Sandy has I to go. That, I think that we're just going to have to be cautious for a while. And, and you know, there, there's going to be a time period w within which this thing is going to have an expiration date. And I would be fair on the uh, side of caution and, you know, and retain, maintain uh, contact free for a while. I mean, I think that we should just be really cautious. You know, we have the opportunity to isolate this this virus. Everybody's complaining, and then people are complaining it to Chernobyl and to all kinds of other disasters. And and yeah, I mean, look, have some perspective, learn how to cope with the isolation we're in right now. See the bright side. I think that a lot of kindness is coming out. People are learning mindfulness techniques and and ways to to really be centered. And to me, one of the ways that I, I think that we can really know how a person's character is, is how they do in crisis. Mm -hmm. And so I think that this is a great time to see how people respond. You know, when you see these people, like I, there was a guy who contacted me and he said, oh, I don't think this is anything of it more than the flu. And I don't know why people are getting so crazy. And I'm like, I don't want to ever talk to you again. <laughs> I, seriously, like this is not the flu. 
And, um, you know, and this person obviously doesn't have very good processing skills. So, so that's important to me too. So, you know, I think we can learn a lot. We can learn a lot. There's a lot that we, want, we don't know yet and we can, we'll wait and see. Okay, do we have time for one more question for Sandy? What if you're dating someone, you're two dates in, and then all of a sudden this hits and you are unable to see each other, or are you? If you've already made contact, let's not go overboard. Can I mean, you, you can still you, meet. Can't can, can people still meet? Is it, Isn't is it there a way? Is it dating interruptus? Is that what you said earlier? <laughs> Which was brilliant, by the way. Yeah, there's a way. There is a way. Just stay six feet, feet apart. Right. Right. So and I have a client. Go, well, that works for some of us. Yeah. Right. And you go on a hike with somebody. Just stay six feet apart. Okay. Right. Oh God. You know, um, don't shake hands. Don't kiss. Don't. You know, all the things we already talked about. But yeah. the social distance, the distancing, it's the density for which we are, are connecting that has to be less dense. So that's why we have to keep our distance. Doesn't mean you can't see somebody, but you still have to keep it distance. So Andre, are you presuming that we all are carriers? No, I'm not presuming that we're all carriers. But uh, what I am presuming that in a pandemic, when we're in this situation, we don't know who is a carrier and who isn't because carriers can be asymptomatic. They may not have any symptoms at all. And you could delude yourself into believing they're fine. Well, they may be fine personally, but they're not fine in terms of being a risk to others who are vulnerable. So the responsibility is not just to take care of ourselves. Obviously the responsibility is to take care of others, take care of our, our family, of our friends, of our fellow citizens. Because if we don't, then this can really get right. out of control because sure. the number of cases will be much more explosive. Right. And therefore, 20% of that higher number will need to be in a hospital. And there'll be many more deaths. So this is... Well, we may have lost I Andre. Think we lost Andre. You know, oh, you're back. And video we have fruit. to treat it differently than we've ever treated any other situation. We're really in a war against this virus. Right. Okay. So we have to just take a war footing and we have to mobilize our own personal, you know, resources and also have to mobilize our own personal empathy yes. for the potential play yes. of others. And if okay. we do that, we have a good chance of minimizing the severity overall of it won't be zero. But it may be more of a moderate situation than an extreme situation. All right, we have to say goodbye to Sandy because she has to a hard close here. So, okay. Sandy, tell us where people can find you. Oh, lastfirstdate.com is all my dating stuff and the woman of value for women's empowerment stuff. And you are beautiful. Oh, thank you. Yes, so, you are. So Best of guy, luck in these that times. That guy wasn't lying. Andre, you I, are. thank you. Where can people find you, Andre, too? Uh, you can find me at www, throw that in, rejuvalife, R-E-J-U-V-I-L-F-E dot M-D. That's the, the website. You can also follow me on Instagram at Andre Berger, M-D, and love to hear from you. Great. Excellent. You and I can continue for a few minutes here. Okay. So thank you, Dr. Thank you Andre so Berger. Thank you so much. Everybody Sandy be safe. Wiener. Stay well. Be healthy. Always a pleasure. We will get Always. through this together. We really will. Thank you both. Together. Thank yes. you. Yes. Okay. So, honey. Yes. You know, there's a lot of things that we haven't talked about, like 
our pets, not that we have any pets, but pets are not aware of what's going on in the world. They want to love. They want to go out in the world. They want to sniff. They they want to have a good time. And no one's telling them, you know. Sounds a lot like men. Kind of does. Men want to sniff. So, So the point here is that our pets are still a conduit to meeting people. Right. With others. Correct. Whether it's a dog park. They're going on a hike, walking, yes. normally walking. So let's not think that that is going away. It's still a good way to meet people. We went on a hike to Franklin Canyon there yes. on a Sunday, and it was the first Sunday during this Yeah, and it was a beautiful day, beautiful and it was day. a Sunday. And we were with a thousand people we did not know, and there were thousands. There literally were so many people yes. up on this hike. But yes. it was a great way to kind of stay six feet right, apart and sure. still meet people. Yeah. So I encourage that. The parks are open. The beach is open. Get right. some sunlight, get air, and get some exercise. Make eye contact. Make eye contact. It's everything. A smile and eye contact. I'm going to tell you another is great. A great icebreaker. I'm going to tell you another great way to meet people. It's at the market. Yeah. The market is an incredible place because when you are in line behind somebody who's hoarding 12 rolls of toilet paper and 60 cans of black beans there's no better conversation starter than that right and that's what happened with me and in line the other day at ralph's where this woman had three bottles of almond milk and an onion and it's a a crazy say that's not good hoarding stuff what do you you're a terrible hoarder what's this he goes well i I had everything yesterday i forgot these things and she says but i need toilet paper and I'll give free Botox for toilet paper. It was very funny. Is she a plastic surgeon? She must be. She does work in that field, obviously. Okay. And I said, well, it's a good thing my wife's not here. But I would have taken her up on it. probably taken her up on it. Because God knows, this, this experience is giving everybody uh, frown lines. <laughs> yes. Which we should then te- uh, send them to Dr. Berger. So, uh, honey? Yes. anything today uh i think we've learned that we're all in this together and that we have a new paradigm that we have to embrace because there's no alternative other than digging a hole for yourself and bring yourself in it Mm -hmm. so uh we need to get through it we need to reach out we need to use the phone call people we love Mm -hmm. touch them care for them Mm -hmm virtually, of course. And then we also need to be smart and reinvent ourselves as we are finding ourselves sequestered. And that means get out the the board games and uh, thank God for the internet and things like that and TV uh, and reading and exercise. (laughs) Well, some of us will exercise. Some of us will. I will get you out there. You have to you have to exercise. Oh. Keep exercising. Um, That's what I'm going to do to you. Oh, really? Mm-hmm. Okay, good. Okay. Well, here's what I learned. I learned that love will go on. Life will go on. Uh, we are hitting the pause button. We're taking a little break. We're taking a little time out of everything. Is that necessarily a bad thing? No. Yes, there will be discomfort. There will be pain. There will be hardship. That's enough. Not yet. And 
I think having faith is definitely going to help and patience, kindness, and understanding. Ay, ay, ay. And having a sense of humor, if you can, wherein if you can, and mm -hmm. that brings us to That's our close here, correct? Get the fuck out That's right, right now. You know what? Because laughter is the best medicine. It is. So all the more reason to keep listening to us, Dunbean Single. Yes. At Dunbean Single. You can find us at DunbeanSingle.com. Follow us, rather. I always say that. I always mix up finding and following. I don't know what's up with that. You can follow us at DunbeanSingle.com. You can find us at Dunbean Single. At Dunbean Single. <laughs> you can find us at DunbeanSingle.com. You can find me at TrevorBrandonSharf.com. And you can find me following her. Okay. And and that's it. And keep tuning in and let's keep getting through this together. Yes. Because and we will get we will get through this and we're going to come out of it. There will be yes. Yes. All right. F fireworks. Yes. You can have them right now by the way. Uh well, you can. Absolutely. Nothing's stopping you. Ooh. This is the time to do it. You're mm -hmm. in the house, so mm -hmm. You're at home. Make your own fireworks. Get what I'm saying. All right. Love you, baby. Love you, honey. Mwah. Love you all. Have a great week, everybody. Hopefully, we'll be back next week. <laughs> I'm Shadow Stevens with my friends, Trevor and Robbie. See you next week on Done Being Single.